Gabriel has a light tour schedule this week. That's what he likes to call it, when no one will book him. May 21st he is in Shelton, Washington. May 26-29 at the Laugh Factory in Reno. June 1st, Turner, Oregon. June 2nd, Salem, Oregon. June 3rd and 4, Gold Beach, Oregon. At least you don't have to compete with any other big comedy shows in town when you headline in Gold Beach. You just have to hope Randy isn't having a bonfire. Everybody goes to those. Randy is cool. Randy should do comedy. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Oh, let me start off with a sip of my coffee. I like my coffee like I like my women. Free from a Hampton Inn lobby. I think this is the earliest I've ever done a drive home podcast. Uh, 6.07 a.m. right now as I leave Grants Pass, Oregon. Uh, Oh, I should have turned the fan down. Is that better? That might be less noise. Uh... I guess I should mention I'm not, uh, I am not in Kia Rio Studios. I'm in a guest studio right now. I'm in Chevy Spark Studios. Finally, the goddamn American podcast studio. Why are you in a different car? I'm pretending you care. Uh, because... few days and a million scenarios ago, I was driving to Cresswell, Oregon, from my cul-de-sac home in Olympia, Washington, and uh, I got to about Portland, and the old Kia Rio started being weird. It was like uh, kind of lurching, and it was couldn't really stay up to speed on the freeway, or if I did, it was a lot more accelerating and even idling. It, was, it wasn't dying, but it was like running really uneven. So then, you know, that's when the scenarios start. Oh, also check engine light. I mean, I've said before, it, it stays on sometimes, but this was different. The check engine light started flashing. So I'm like, oh shit, that's new. Uh, so I pulled over in Wilsonville, Oregon, a little south of Portland. I did a private show there once, me and Ron Funches. Uh, boy, is he out of my salary range now. But anyway, I did a show and it ended up being very weird because... It was for a uh, Republican, I guess the Oregon Republican Party, but it wasn't to raise money for Oregon Republicans. It was some sort of Latin American charity thing. It was very odd. It's probably money laundering. I don't know. I was probably not uh, the best fit. Honestly, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't know what the event was when I said yes to it, uh, which is why I agreed to do it for five hundred dollars. <laughs> then I get there and everyone's wearing tuxes. They rented out this whole wing of a hotel. I'm like five hundred bucks. Damn you, Republicans, and your trickle down private show comedy checks. I don't even know. Again, it wasn't to raise money for the Republican Party. I don't even know if I want to do a show raising money for the Democratic Party, even though I tend to lean that direction. Uh, I just feel weird about that. But anyway, 
I would do any political party almost for the right amount of money. <laughs> I guess I'm letting you know I'm, I'm a member of the Greed Party. Anyway, I should call up Ron Funches so he can go, Who? My car's breaking down in Wilsonville, Oregon. I pulled over, I checked the oil. That's the level of my mechanical knowledge. Let's pull the dipstick out, dipshit, see if that does anything. A little low. That couldn't have been it. A little low is not enough to make your car buck down the road. So then, you know, like I said, the scenarios, or scenarios, depends how you pronounce it. I'm like, okay. Uh, do I keep going? Well, that seems problematic. I mean, it's gotten me through a lot of life's jams that weren't car-related. Things aren't going well right now in life, I've said to myself before. Maybe I'll just keep going. That's been a pretty productive strategy, but I don't think that's good for autos. So, I'm like, I can't do that, because then I might blow this fucker up. So then I'm like, maybe... You know, this is all in a Fred Meyer parking lot. Uh, I'm like, okay, do they have rental cars in Wilsonville, Oregon? Yes, they do. Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I look online. It's like $330 for what I would have needed it for. I'm like, ouch, but okay, that's a possibility. I try to take my car to a mechanic because I just googled nearest one or mapped nearest one they're like yeah uh, it's going to be a couple weeks a couple weeks that seems like a long time so I take my car to Enterprise Rent-A-Car I get a car by the way it was I don't know it was weird they go they told me it was like 420 bucks and I said well I saw online that it was 328 and they go, oh, well, you should do that then. So I did. I just booked it in front of them on my phone. They saw it come through on their computer. I'm like, this is a weird system. But uh, also, I'm a young AARP member. Is that going to help at all? I didn't ask them that. So I left my car. I left my car in Wilsonville, Oregon, and my heart. And then I'm like, okay, now more scenarios to consider, right? Right now I'm driving back to Wilsonville in this Chevy Spark. I actually have the car through Monday so I can get home. But I'm like, I... The rental car, I mean. I don't... So I start calling mechanics. I talk to a very nice gentleman who says, hey, you can drop your car off Sunday or Monday. We have a key spot. I'll be able to look at it by the end of the week. And he's like, here's what it sounds like. It sounds like a, oh shit, a coil? Damn it. Now I forgot what it's called. Coil spring? Spring brake? Ignition coil. It's an ignition coil. He said, you know, I can't tell because I'm not looking at it, but based on how, what you're describing and what I know about Kia Rios, it sounds like you have a bad ignition coil. And he's like, those aren't that hard to replace. Uh, and he's like, sometimes if the car cools, the electrical thing will even reset. It's possible you'd be able to drive it home. I'm really leaning on that possibility. Uh, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got the appointment with this guy to drop the car off. 
I bought an ignition coil. I mean, if my car starts and it's running fine, for some reason, I'll just drive home and return the ignition coil or figure it out. But I watch these YouTube videos. I mean, it looks so easy on YouTube, doesn't it? Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please keep coming back to Fred's car videos. It literally was like that Chuck's Auto videos or some shit I was watching. It does look easy. I also had to buy a socket because that's how I have to get the old coil off. But I've been fooled before. I've been fooled before by things that look easy. But he's like, you know, start your car. If you disconnect one of your four coils and it sounds worse, that means it's working. Put it back. If you disconnect it and it doesn't sound worse, that means that's the coil that's not working. Man, I am developmentally delayed in car repair. But I think I can do this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Also, uh, I don't know if I can... Re even if I get it fixed by some miracle, I don't know if I can leave my rental car because I think they might like pull their gate. I know I can get to my car, but I, I don't know if I can even get to the like key drop or whatever. So I don't. I still don't know. I still might. Even if I get. Even if my car's working, I might have to leave it and come back Monday. Nice five hour five hour round trip. Uh, but at least I could come back and take my car and go home instead of who knows what I'm gonna do. Talk someone into coming with me to leave my car here to get fixed on. Uh, I looked, it's like a $206 Uber ride back to Olympia from Wilsonville. Take the train, take the bus, start a new life in Wilsonville. That seems like the easiest option. So I don't know. And I don't know if you have a brain like me. I God, I hope you don't. But once you start spinning, once you're like, what, about, what should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Maybe I should do this. Then I'm like, this before I knew about the coil, ignition coil thing, possibility, I was like, I mean, it, my car's got 150,000 miles on it. Maybe it's done. If this is like an engine rebuild situation, maybe it's done. So then I'm like, well, do I buy a new car? Or... Maybe we lease a car for the family, and then I take the van. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Gas is five bucks a gallon. Maybe that's not the best idea. But then I'm like, well, whether it's three, four, or five bucks a gallon, it's still, if I'm saving hundreds of dollars a month in a car payment, that's still going to be more savings than the lost gas would be. I'm doing math. You know, that's not my strong suit. I'm Googling leases. I'm thinking things like, you know, I wouldn't want to have to park a Toyota van in the city on my way to gigs, but it would be nice to, like, put the seats down and take a nap in the back every once in a while. I'm going through all these things before I know anything. I have no idea what's wrong with my car when I'm thinking all these thoughts. And I'm already like, hey, I gotta figure it out. We moved to Wilsonville. We Airbnb our Olympia house. We both lease a car. I quit comedy. I start a YouTube channel about ignition coils. You open an Etsy store, honey. We got a whole new life. I got it figured out. Here in the Hampton Inn, it's all figured out. This Kia breakdown is 
an opportunity for us to change our life. I got it figured out. Don't worry, I've been obsessing about it for 72 hours. One difference between women and hotel lobby coffee that I don't like. Why hotel lobby coffee? Is it how much money do you save a year by not having a normal sized coffee cup? Does it have to be this eight ounce bullshit? Is that really the thing that's make or breaking the Hampton Inn franchise? Did you run the numbers in a 12 ounce cup? Was just gonna bankrupt everybody? I'm going to have to go to Dutch Brothers and get coffee because that's what they have all over Oregon, especially Southern Oregon. Maybe other places. It's getting to be a bigger chain. I, I'm, I feel like I've said this before on previous podcasts, maybe, uh, that I had different names for it. Dutch Brothers, I don't know what they do, but their employees are just fired up and, like, overly friendly. But different, like, in the way that, like, Chick-fil-A is overly friendly, like, is every kid who works here Mormon? Like, that's kind of their vibe. Dutch Brothers is just, like, really positive bros named Lance. Like, hey, hope you're having a killer morning, bro. I am. What can I get for you? Black coffee. Nice, bro. Old school. That'll get you going. Like Lance, easy champ. I mean, I'll take that over. Surly coffee. That's actually, I'm not going to open a YouTube. I'm not going to start a YouTube channel in my new life in Wilsonville. I'm going to start a coffee stand called Surly Coffee. What do you want? We don't have that. God! Go to Dutch Brothers, you fucking asshole. This is Surly Coffee. And what name should I put on the coffee? I'm kidding. I don't give a shit about your name. It'll be up in a minute. Hey, fun fact from an international traveler. Me. If you go to Pakistan, you're not going to. Uh, if you go to Dubai, you ever been to Dubai? Uh, yeah, I have the kind of career that takes me to Cresswell, Oregon to Dubai. But if you go into uh, a coffee place in many places in the world, and you say, I would like a coffee, they look at you like you're an idiot. Because they're like, yeah, we have coffee. What kind? And then if you say, I would like a black drip coffee, they're like, they don't, what? They don't have it. Americano is what you're going to get. There is no, like when I was in Dubai, there is no drip coffee. But I tried to order coffee there. Like, it'd be like going to Pizza Hut and just being like, I'll have pizza. And they're like, we need a few more details. I can barely fit my two bags in this Chevy Spark, by the way. The mileage isn't even better than my Kia in this Chevy Spark. Did I Google how much does it cost to buy a new Chevy Spark? Because I kind of liked it. And that's one of the scenarios I thought of on this trip? Yeah, you're goddamn right, okay? I'm not happy about my brain either, okay? I feel like I should have known the car thing was coming. Because I don't know, uh, I'm not sure, you know, is Mercury in retrograde? Because there's just been a bevy of problems 
not major problems, but like little problems, like, oh, the dishwasher's not working. Uh, like, the morning I left, I was like, getting clothes out of my drawer. I stepped in cat vomit. For Mother's Day, I got my wife this, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but you put frozen fruit in it, and it spits out what looks like ice cream. Uh, there's, like, nothing you add. It's interesting. There's nothing you add to it. So it looks like ice cream, but then you eat it, and you go, it doesn't taste like ice cream. But it was still good, and it's still fun. But here's the thing. you got to, like, shove... You gotta cram frozen fruit down the grinder hole. That sounds like a euphemism. I haven't thrown frozen fruit down the grinder hole since college. And it was community college, so I had to do it in the parking lot. But she wanted it for Mother's Day. She's not high maintenance. Hey, give me a frozen fruit ice cream maker. We plug it in. We shove a little fruit down the thing, and then nothing, because we blew out the wall socket. I mean, is Venus constipated? Is Mars menstruating? What the hell is going on? There's a bunch, there was just a ton of shit like that that was going on, where you're like, man... screwed up our taxes, I guess. We thought we were going to get money back, and then we got a letter that's like, you made a mistake, you owe us $1,500. This is like, just the most insane IRS bureaucracy thing. It's we get a letter that says, there's you, you made a mistake in your tax return. It's one of these five options that you made a mistake on. And I don't remember the whole list. It was stuff like maybe you entered a security a social security number wrong. You know, maybe you did this, maybe you did that. But I'm like, wait a minute. You know what we did wrong. But you're mailing us a letter to say it's one of these possibilities. And now we have to call a number that we have called and you're busy. So please call back another time. Oh, and by the way, interest is running on your $1,500 already. What, 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 kind of, what kind of letter is that, IRS? We know what you did. Call and find out. What kind of shitty game show is this? <laughs> Tell them what they fucked up! So I don't know. Maybe we have to pay money. Maybe it's something we can fix. Who knows? We'll probably get another letter that's like, the problem may have been fixed. Stay tuned for another letter where we tell you nothing. Anyway, my point is, my planets are not aligned. God, what the hell's going on in my little universe? I stayed at the worst hotel I've stayed at in years, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Because I stay in some real bad places, and it's usually my fault. It's not that the club puts me up in a real bad place. But it's it's me on the internet looking for cheap rates going, that place looks okay. I thought, I said to myself, self, don't go to Motel 6. Because I had to get a hotel room for myself in the Eugene Cresswell, Oregon area. And I thought... Okay, don't go to Motel 6. You're worth more than that. You have 143,000 TikTok followers. Okay, you don't go to Motel 6. <laughs> By the way, my TikTok is... Uh, I don't know what happened. But I am not... I haven't had any traction. I haven't gained a follower in six months. My videos are... Uh, I don't know. Who knows? The algorithm gives and taketh away. My YouTube views are up. That's nice. 
Uh, anyway, the point is, I specifically said I'm not going to Motel 6, but I looked at this hotel, it was $80. I'm like, okay. I looked at whatever their reviews were, and I was like, you know, six point something out of ten. I'm like, all right, that's not great, but not terrible. It was like guest house. I'm like, I recognize that's a chain. Okay. And then I got there, and I was like, sweet mother of God. Uh, this is the kind of hotel people live in. Maybe it was some sort of deal where. You know, sometimes hotels have some sort of, uh, you know, housing of homeless people situation, or uh, I don't know. But it was just like a bunch of people working on cars in the parking lot. I'm like, I could have used your help. Hey, you fellas know anything about ignition coils? You know, the first thing I saw when I rolled up was a two two ladies with walkers smoking in front of the building. And I'm like, well, that was not on the internet pictures. And then I went inside the hotel towards my room, and it just smelled like dog and diaper shit. Just awful. And then I look at my room, and you know what? Not terrible. I mean, not amazing, but, like, the room itself looked a lot better than the decor of the entire hotel and the clientele. So I'm like, yeah, I'm for sure going to get bed bug bites, but let's, uh, let's let it ride. After my gig, I came back, and... There's just, you know, this is like whatever, 11, 12 at night. There's groups of people just uh, loitering. I don't know if I've ever said that word before, but maybe 48, the age I needed, there was youths loitering. Yes, hello? Yes, there's some uh, young people loitering near my hotel room. I'd like the police to come check it out. Here's what's wild, though. I park. There's just, like, a lot of activity for this parking lot. By the way, across the street from a Holiday Inn Express, just to mock me. Like, a view of a good hotel. I come back. I get out of my car. Someone, uh... I don't know, towards the bushes... towards the group of people, he starts making bird noises. He's like... (laughs) He's signaling to the group, I think that I'm there. And I was like, holy shit. Am I in an episode of The Wire? Am I in the middle of drug deals right now? I mean, I've spaded in up hotels. I've been in, in proximity to many drug deals and prostitution. But, like, my goodness gracious. I sort of hurried in to the hotel, to the warm embrace of diapers and dogs hitting my nostrils. By the way, no bed bugs. I, it's a fucking miracle. I checked. But you can't really tell. I mean, it, you can tell if it's really bad, but it only takes one bed bug. But I did not get bed bug bitten. And I'm, the only reason, uh, I think, is because they had probably fed on someone high on heroin the night before, and so the bed bugs had the nods. That's the only reason. checked out that day 
Went to an Elmer's across the street, which is a restaurant chain in Oregon. On my way out of that restaurant, I felt it was rainy, kind of windy. I felt something hit the back of my head. I don't, I, my first thought was it must have been garbage. I turn around, a bird had banged off of the back of my head. I mean, does Uranus have diarrhea? What the fuck is going on? And then for a second, I thought, I don't know, like a bird just banged off my head by accident, but that bird landed on the car next to the Chevy Spark and just started screaming at me. You know when birds go from like tweet tweet to like yelling at you? It wasn't like, it was like, fuck you, dude. I had to like hurriedly get into my car because I was getting like stared down by a tiny bird. I don't know what kind of bird it was. It was like a black, that feels racist. Not that all black birds are violent. No, it was, uh, it was, uh, it, it looked like a small crow. And it made the kind of sound that you would signal to your other gang members to ease up on the drug deals because there's some dipshit in the parking lot. I saw a bird the day after and I flinched like, oh no, they're back! I don't understand. What did I do? I was just walking to my car. Did My wife's theory is, uh, you know, maybe the bird saw my naturally highlighted hair and was like, I need that for my nest. I don't know. Maybe the bird wanted to know what kind of conditioner I used. It's Pantene, you little asshole bird. I had, a, <laughs> I had a guy the other night go, do you highlight your hair? And I was like, no. He was like, really? I'm like, no. And then he's like, you straighten it though, right? And I go, no, I don't straighten my hair. He was like, fuck you. Yes, you do. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like arguing with a guy about my own head. I'm like, I would know if I straightened my hair. I feel like I should open comedy shows that way. I should just walk out and go, no, I don't highlight my hair. No, I don't straighten my hair. And now I'm not single. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. I got that show. I did a show at, uh, what was it, Blue Valley Bistro in Cresswell, Oregon. I got that show from TikTok, which is pretty wild to me. I mean, I thought what TikTok would do to me is like, hey, it'll make me so famous that I can, like, sell out comedy clubs. But instead, it's been like, hey, I follow you on TikTok. I saw you're going to Oregon. You want to do Cresswell on your way down? Yeah, I do. I've, I've been doing comedy a long time. I've done a couple of bistros before, but this is the closest one to a State Farm Insurance. <laughs> Thanks for being here. This place is cool. You guys come here a lot. I'm getting the sense. You all kind of know each other, or is that just the town? That's just the town. You're like, we know the State Farm agent, too. <laughs> Derek? Oh, it was this Tara. Okay. <laughs> Do you get a finder's fee? What's happening right now? Is this whole thing a setup for me to get new homeowners? What the hell's going on in here? That was a fun night. I was a little worried because, you know, it was a bistro-looking crowd. It was, uh, you know, looked a little upper crusty. But they were, uh, it was fun. It was very fun. It was, uh... The way that it was laid out, I was, you know, we were performing, me and my opener for the week, uh, Diana Potter, uh, who's very funny. Uh, 
we were performing kind of in front of the window. So it was just the parking lot behind us. Uh, and at one point in the show, I just, I noticed everyone's eyes are going not to me, but to like behind me. You guys literally all watched the guy come in and didn't listen to my joke. <laughs> you have to ask this room to focus. I have a microphone, I have lights, I have a lifetime of comedy experience, and you guys are like, pretty good, but there's a guy walking. <laughs> We've heard enough from you, what's this guy's story? He's a state farm agent. State farm agent? Okay. <laughs> I guess there's been some changes over there. And then, of course, I ended up talking to him, uh, getting a couple chuckles out of it. You guys, you never know when your life's going to change. <laughs> you could be sitting in a bistro. A guy could walk in. <laughs> You'll never forget that the rest of your life. Remember that night? Remember, remember the night the guy walked in? What was happening that night? I don't remember. Music or something? Who gives a shit? I'll never forget the night. I mean, straight out of the parking lot. He just appeared like a vision. Walked through the door like he'd been here before. Sat down and started eating. What's your name, mystery man? Steven. Steven? Welcome. Where were you? He was working. You were at work? Uh, let's play a fun game. Who in this room knows where Steven works? You do. <laughs> where, where do you work, Stephen? The university. The university? Of? Of Oregon. Okay. Look, I'm visiting, okay? Also, in my defense, a little arrogant to be like, you know, the university. Where do you work? College, the only one? Me, sir. I went to a college that was in the community. And then that community told me I didn't need to come back. I'm like, I don't need your community college. Someday I'll be doing a comedy show. And a man will walk in who works at the university. even need Oregon. I know. I'll come back to you later, Steven. Don't get too comfortable. We're going to find out what you do at that university. But not right now. And after the show, he was like, oh, I knew I was in trouble. He's like, I don't know. I felt a little bad because he was like, oh, I was coming in late. I'm a cop. I knew I'd get, I knew the comedian was going to talk to me. I'm like, that wasn't my plan, but you know, I guess you pay your money, you take your chances. <laughs> What's your job at the college, Stephen? The university. Oh, I'm sorry. The university. I work in law enforcement. You work in law enforcement. Well, oh. we are wrapping up the audience interaction. <laughs> Why everyone paid attention to you walking in. Officer Buzz kills you. That was one of the other uh, options, uh, scenarios I had to ponder in my head because I, I was also calling my insurance company State Farm Insurance. I don't have Tara for my agent. I have uh, Jake. But I called them because I'm like, I know if my car breaks down, uh, insurance pays for towing. How far? <laughs> it 
is it over two hours away? Will you tow it to my house? And they were like, uh, yes, towing is paid to the nearest auto repair facility. I'm like, well, that's not what I need. I did a show in uh, Cave Junction the next night. Uh, I had been there one other time. I think, yeah, I think right before... Like a month before everything shut down. Uh, I, was, I did that Grants Pass Cape Junction uh, little run. But there's a bunch of people there who remembered me from three years ago, which is nice. Uh, I also wrote a book. It's called Happiness Isn't Funny, True Stories of a Rogue Comic. It's, kind of, it's like a year-long journal, kind of That's a memoir. That's a good book. I read it. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Although I know he admitted before the show he's only halfway through, but thank you. It's such a funny room because uh, there's just quilts on the wall. It's like this back room of a pizza restaurant, but there's quilts all over the wall. And then like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like there's an oar up in the corner, there's one of those, like, this is probably, like, the worst term in the world to use, but, uh, cigar store Indian? You know what I mean? One of those, like, big wooden Indians that I'm sure... My microphone just dropped down. <laughs> By microphone, I mean headphones. Uh, yeah, so that was by the, uh, that was by the front door. One of those, I can't say cigar, cigar store Native American. That doesn't sound right, but that sounds like I'm, I don't know. Who knows? Hello, Cave Junction. I've only said that twice in my life. That's the second time right there. Hello, Cave Junction. There we go. We're all right? Yeah. Feels good. Feels good to be in this room with quilts. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of comedy shows where the walls are filled with quilts. I like it. It's homey. I feel like I feel like Grandma and Grandpa are battling it out for who gets to decorate the basement. She's like, I'm putting my quilts up. He's like, I'm keeping the fucking Indian. And my orb. She's like, you get one. themselves Indians? What the hell do you want me to do? I don't... I want to do what's right. I'm trying to be a good white person. I used to think I was 116th Native American slash Indian. American Indian. But that's because I was fed alive by my family. I am less than 1% Native American. 23 and me confirmed it. I'm like 11% Scandinavian. That never got brought up. My grandpa talked about us being Indian. Like I was born in the 1600s in a teepee. He want my grandpa wanted me to go to Indian college. That's what it was called, not Native American college. He wanted me to go to Indian college with my 116th. No, I should have been going to Finland college. Uh, I talked to a podcast listener in Cave Junction. I guess I won't say her name, but uh, she was giving me a little bit of shit after the show because... Uh, First of all, she pays me $5 a month. Uh, I should have said that earlier, by the way. Uh, there are people who click on that Substack link in my episode notes and uh, subscribe. I almost said prescribe. 
My doctor prescribed me the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. My inflammation cleared up, but now I have gonorrhea. Uh, thank you very much uh, to those of you who do that, because this podcast is free and it's worth it, but if you want to give me $5 a month, you get the exact same product as everyone else. But I think nice thoughts about you. Uh, so anyway, she, she was saying, I had said one time on a podcast, I don't even think, I, don't, I think she was talking about uh, an older version of my podcast, not the drive home. But uh, I said I was taking my wife to Vegas, and I said something like, it's nice to be able to take her somewhere nice. It's not like I'm going to be like, hey, family, do you want to go to Grant's Pass? She's giving me shit about that. Look, I got nothing against Grant's Pass. I got nothing against anywhere. I live in Olympia, Washington. Okay? If I lived in Grants Pass, would I take my family on vacation to Olympia, Washington? No, I would not. We can tour the old Olympia Beer Factory. Actually, you can't tour it, but you can look at the dilapidated building. <laughs> and then you guys wanted to talk about the Porter Rabbit. <laughs> I have a podcast. Do you listen to it? Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a podcast. It's called The Drive Home with Gabriel Rutledge because I record it in my car driving home from Vegas. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's all right. I have a listener. <laughs> She's right, though. I do need to do a better job of promoting my podcast. Every night I say I'm going to say I have a podcast. That's literally all I want to say. Oh, I also have a podcast, like after I pitch my merchandise, and I always forget. I mean, when people buy stuff from me and I give them my little card that has a QR code to get to all my online stuff, I tell them I have a podcast, but I gotta be better about that. I think I'm in such a hurry to not be doing my merchandise pitch anymore that I just want to get back to like wrapping the show up and doing jokes. It already feels weird. I mean, I make it funny when I pitch my merchandise, but it all... I don't know. Hey, buy all my shit. Also, I have a podcast. That's all I need to say. But if you ever wonder what comedians uh, talk about to each other about the comedy business, well, it's a lot of things, but... Merchandise. We're obsessed with it in a way that it's like you talk about a new club you've never been to. How's merch sales there? You go into a room. You're like, where do we set up? Is there a merch table? What's the best spot? Where do they exit? Where does the crowd exit? And the reason for that is it's like a lot of our money. I mean, I've heard it's the same thing. Even even for like big bands, not big bands like that style of music. <laughs> Not big bands like I mean big bands like I don't know what Metallica or something. Maybe that's too big. But like any any band in a theater they might make more money from their merchandise sales than they do from anything else. Uh and I don't make more money for merch, but I this week my merch was equal to the amount of money I made from doing the shows. From just getting paid to do the shows. Unless you work for the IRS and then as far as you know, uh, I've been legally dead for two years. They'll probably send me a form. There's a problem. It could be because you're legally dead. Please call us and we will tell you. I don't know. Maybe it's time to do $25 for a t-shirt. Gas is $5 a fucking gallon. Thanks, whoever's president.
that's such a partisan thing is pretending your life is better because the person running this country, the president of this country is the party that you like or pretending your life is worse because the president of the country is from the party you don't like. I mean, things change. Inflation is a problem. There's various reasons for that. But, none of which I understand. But just that idea of like, oh, I made more money when Trump was here or Obama was here or it's just, you know, it's silly. It's silly to think the President of the United States is like, it's like when people talk about God. Like, I prayed to God and I got this job at McDonald's, thank you Jesus. And you're like, well, I guess, but you know, God's got to listen to 7 billion people and that's just the alive ones. I'm not sure he has time to care about things that small. That's how I feel about the president. Like, I used to make $15 an hour. Thanks to Joe Biden, I make 17 That's my guy. Like, what are you talking about? The president of the United States, their main job is to fuck you over in a way that you don't revolt but still keeps the rich people happy. That is every single president's job. Anyway, Grant's Pass was fun. <laughs> oh, I am in a mood. I mean, I don't know uh, if Saturn has syphilis or what's going on, but my Milky Way is in disarray. You know what I mean? Actually, Friday night, Grant's Pass show was a little... It was weird. Had a little bit of a... <laughs> a weird energy to the room. Plus, people were old. I don't want to not like old people as audience members. Because I am old. Or, you know... It's the oldest I've been. Every day is the oldest I've been. And I'm working with someone, Diana Potter. I was working, she's 65 years old. And we walked in to uh, the show on Friday night. Was not sold out. That hurt my feelings a little bit, Grant's Pass. Come on, do better. Do better. Um, and there's like a room full of people the same age as Diana and she goes, ah shit, look at all these old people. <laughs> Sometimes old people are a great audience. They should be. You know, it's not like today's grandmas are not yesterday's grandmas. You know what I mean? It's not like they should get offended by everything. I mean, they've lived a, a full life. They've had more life experience than uh, young people. You know what I mean? Young people are the most sensitive. So Friday, anyway, Friday, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, but uh, Saturday was the best show of the week. And that's what you want. You want to end the week on a high note. So you can drive back to Wilsonville, Oregon and try and fix a car. Even though you have no skills whatsoever to do that. But still, make it home in time. For a family birthday party your daughter's birthday is May 7th and your son is May 20. And so we're having a joint family party today. It's the word we say during sex. Have you guys had sex? <laughs> okay, when two people care about each other.
Well, that makes you feel better. Not that you're alone. That makes sense. You got a hobby in California, okay? Well, I mean, maybe you get on a bus or something. I don't know. I'm not here to solve your problems, but it's transportation. Yes, California or bus. I'm not. Oh, you live here? No question. Why are you here? now? Guess how many Gabriel Rutledges it takes to change a light bulb? One. Me. I fucking did it. Alright. I think maybe I'll give you an update after Wilsonville. Yes, please. We must know how your car drama ends. Okay, fine. I'll give you an update after I go to Wilsonville. I'm just letting you know, it's probably not going to be a happy update, because I don't know what's going on in the universe, but I think Jupiter pulled a groin or something. See what happens. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Best day yet. Uh, get for you. <laughs> uh, could I get a black coffee? Uh, hot. Hot. Hot's fine. Uh, what size for you? Uh, medium. Medium, yeah. And then uh, no cream, no sugar. No. Okay, let's be 295 for you today. You want to do cash or code? Uh, let's do cash. Cash? Okay. Do you need to plans for your day? Uh, just driving home. Then where's home for you? Uh, Olympia, Washington. Oh, so you got a little ways to go. Huh? I do, I do. Would you care for a show? Uh, no thanks. Is that for you? Oh, thanks, man. I mean, this is for you. Hey, What's your name, man? My name's Tim. Tim? Yours? Gabe. Have a good day, buddy. Nice Appreciate it. The prosecution rests. No more questions. Well, after way too long in what I once thought would be my home, Wilsonville, Oregon, I am now back in Kia, Rio, Studios. Uh, I mean, I'm tentatively excited. I mean, I'm driving home. I would say uh, I did. I did what that mechanic told me. I did what the YouTube video told me. Ex 
forgot to turn the car off, and so I did spark myself. That's let's not get hung up on that. Of course, it was the last one that I took out. All the the first three I took out, I could hear the engine sound get worse. The last one, it did not. So I replaced it, and it was fine. It was all good. And for 20 minutes, I was six foot four, 180 pounds. My dick was bigger. My teeth were wider. Women wanted to be with me. Men wanted to be me. I was the king. The Milky Way was coming up my way. Uranus no longer had diarrhea. Saturn's gonorrhea cleared up. Everything was great. And then it kind of started happening again, but not as bad. So here's my theory. When I took a couple of the ignition coils off, of course, uh, you know, I'm watching a YouTube video while I'm doing it. And it's like you just pull down on this plastic thing. And, the, you know, the part that connects the wires, the little clip that connects the wires. You pull down this plastic thing, you push on here, it comes apart. And for two of them, I did that, and the plastic thing just broke into 30 pieces. So, I got them back on, but they can't click back on because that part broke. So, my theory is, perhaps... Uh, as I drove, those became looser. And so it started to run a little more erratically. I tested this theory by pulling over uh, and like trying to squeeze them together the best I could again. They didn't seem loose. But then I've been back in the car for like 10-15 minutes and no problems again. So uh, I don't know. I kind of fixed it. I think I can get it back home at least. And then uh, I'll pass it on to people above my level. My dad, a real mechanic, somebody. Somebody that doesn't break the little plastic doohickeys. Also, after I got it working, much to my surprise, after it seemed like I got it working, uh, uh, but I, there was a gate. There was a gate blocking me off from Enterprise Rent-A-Car. There was a place to return the car. There was a place for parking, but no drop-off thing. In my memory, there was a key drop-off by the building. And I'm like, okay, I'll just drop it off a day early so I don't have to come back tomorrow. And, uh, but then there's this big gate pole. And then I'm like, well, I guess I'll just have to drive back tomorrow. And then I'm like, I don't, I, that's, you know, that's a four and a half hour round trip. So I decided to scale the fence. Not really scale the fence. I dragged some of those traffic barrier things over that were in the parking lot. Kind of used them as a ladder. Threw one over to the other side. I climbed. I jumped into a nice soft flower bed, some beauty bark situation. I hurt my shoulder because I have a bad shoulder from an old sleeping injury. I was varsity sleep in high school. We almost won state. There's video of me illegally trespassing for no reason now. I, I scaled a fence because I went over there and there's like, there's no key drop off in here. There is none. I can't just leave it at the doorstep, so I'm like, I, don't, I mean, I can't just lock, can I lock a key in the car? Do they have another key? Can I just call them Monday and be like, hey, I returned the car, but you weren't there, so I had to lock the key in the car. I almost did that, and then I called Enterprise, not the local one, but just the big number, and uh, the very nice lady was like, don't do that. They usually don't have keys that's going to cost you a locksmith or whatever. Uh, but there 
there is another Enterprise Rent-A-Car drop-off place uh, in Tualatin, Oregon, which is about four, four or five miles away. I have changed it on the computer. You can return it there. So I did that. And then I had to Uber from that from Tualatin back to my car. Uh, but you know, could have been worse. The lady kept calling me Mr. Gabriel too. Okay, what I've done, Mr. Gabriel. I'm like, all right. So I don't know. It seems fine. Like right now, it seems fine after I squeeze the little connectors back together. So maybe that's all it is. Maybe maybe I just gotta get new connectors if that's possible or <laughs> some electrical tape I don't know I'll ask someone smarter than me I'll ask someone who doesn't break things and spark their finger I'll ask someone who's not watching a YouTube tutorial while they try to fix their car but yeah right now right now it seems fine no uh no misfires, no lurches, no nothing. I mean, why would what I do, why why would replacing the coil make it somewhat better? It has to be something to do with that. Otherwise, why would I have done anything? I'm talking to myself now. I don't even need this car. I'm moving to Tualatin to open up a second Surly coffee stand. Tune in next week for more exciting Kia updates.